All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, October 30th of 2023 here. Apologize for the uh, couple minute late start here. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email support at SaberSim. Dot com. Second way, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, which are super important this time of year. Get access to our individual sport channels, ask sport-specific questions, hear from other members of the community, as well as other members of the SaberSim team here. So a bunch of good reasons to be in the Discord. Uh, today's a very interesting day. I saw a graphic today that today is the only day of 2023 where you are going to have NFL. We have Monday Night Football. You're going to have MLB. We have Game 3 of the World Series. You're going to have NHL and NBA all playing on the same day. So what does that mean? That means it is a great day to play some DFS. So if you guys aren't signed up with SaberSim, checking out this show for the first time, want to get in on the action tonight, we do have a five-day free trial, which you can see details to in the description of this video as well. But with that said, going to get SaberSim pulled up here. Uh, it is Monday, so we do have to announce the winners of our weekly max challenge. If you guys aren't familiar with it, it is a promotion slash giveaway we do during the NFL season here, get access to weekly prizes, season-long prizes. All you need to do, use the SaberSim logo as your avatar on DraftKings. Max out the mini-max contest on the Sunday main slate. And then get access to all of our awesome prizes here. You do also have to fill out our short form. But you can fill out using this green Enter the Challenge button. Uh, small announcement on that. We did actually open up a new owner's box max challenge. So we are taking the, the max challenge from DraftKings. And also running one over on owner's box. So for the owner's box max challenge, what you need to do is play the owner's box mini max on the Sunday main slate. And then the highest scoring logo will win our weekly prizes here. So no season long prizes for the owner's box, but you do get access to the weekly prizes. So if we pull up our sheet here to see uh, who participated and who won. Looks like our winners for this week, LZPNSX is our highest scoring winner for DraftKings here with a 13th place finish and 228.16 points. So they are going to get a Sabres and hoodie and an entry into our end of the season free roll here. And then for owner's box, our top score was Bob, B-A-U-B, and they are going to get a SaberSim hoodie and one free month of SaberSim Ultimate. So congratulations to you guys for being our top scorers for this week. And then for the DraftKings promotion, we also do our random entrant winner. So one free one person will win free entry into next week's DraftKings Minimax here. That part is only for DraftKings. So I've pulled the names from this sheet. We do make this sheet available to everybody here. It is it is pinned in the office hours channel. I did post a link to it before the show. So you guys can always come in here and double check our work, but we try to be as diligent as possible, making sure we get everybody accounted for here. So we had 191 maxers for this week here, our first week below 200. So it is week eight of NFL. So that's great participation to this point. So I'm going to hit shuffle a couple of times and I'm, I'm going to spin to see who our winner is for this week. But it looks like our winner is 
Ghost3737. Congratulations. Let me put your name right here. Ghost3737. And congratulations to uh, our winners for this week, adding a new winner with the owner's box promo. But appreciate you guys participating each and every week. It's been a great um, giveaway up to this point in time. And I'm looking forward to more great weeks as we continue the season here. But with that said, I'm going to get Saberson pulled up. Uh, we do have quite a bit of questions to get through today. So I'm going to start with the questions that came in via the Office Hours channel. And uh, I did get to a couple before the show started, but do you want to cover them? So one question here was, does Owner's Box allow for mobile upload of lineups? I only saw a tutorial for DraftKings and FanDuel. So as far as I know, you cannot upload a CSV to Owner's Box from mobile. If you like go on a web browser, go to Owner's Box, they will take you to their app store link and you will have to download their app. And then from the actual app, you cannot upload a CSV. So if you're playing Owner's Box, Make sure you have desktop access where you can upload a CSV. But Jordan did release a video on how to enter. So if you go to the owner's box promo page here, and then this instructions option will take you to a support doc. You can also find this in our support library. So if you go into our support library, you type in owner's box, you're going to get this option, how to enter your Sabersome lineups into owner's box contest. So check out this video. And this is from our support library. All right. Question here from Sacrilegious. It looks like Shady Advice jumped in, but I think this is a good question to cover. Question says, can you explain how sim win rate is calculated in contest flashback? Does it incorporate dupes at all? Is it just using sim optimals for each lineup? Also, can you explain what the sim 99th percent profit is? Okay, so good question. So let's take an example here. Let's say that you uh, set up your... Or I'm sorry, we're talking about post-contest sims here. So win rate is just how many times a lineup won across the 100,000 simulations. So say in the post-contest sim, we're running 100,000 sims of each contest. Well, if your simulation won 1,000 times, if your lineup won 1,000 times in the simulation, which would be really, really high, but just for the ease of math here, then your win rate would be 1%. So each time the lineup wins, that gets put, that gets accounted for in the win rate. And then the second part was do our dupes cap incorporated at all? So yes, they are. So really depends on the contest here, but uh, say you're playing showdown where dupes are a lot more prevalent here. You can, you can actually see how many times each lineup was duplicated. So when we are going through the post contest sim, we are actually seeing how many times each lineup was duplicated. And then when that lineup wins, well, then it's going to split the first place prize as well as however many places. So say your lineup is duped 10 times, it's going to split the prize for one through 11. It's going to combine it and then, and then distribute it to all of the lineups. So if you have duplication, that is getting taken into account in the ROI metrics. And then last part is, can you explain the same 99% profit? So Basically, your lineup has a payout distribution where sometimes it doesn't cash, sometimes it does cash, sometimes it does win. Depending on what that distribution looks like, will determine what your 99th percent profit is. So the example that Shady Advice gave said, hey, imagine you play out your contest sim a thousand times. Well, when you look at the highest 10, 10 contest sims where you made the most money, so 
you know, excluding 990 and below and just looking at those top 10 finishes, what is your profit in those 10 finishes? And then that would be your 99th percent profit. So it's really just looking, taking your payout distribution for your lineup and looking at the top 1% payouts that that lineup earned. But thank you, Shady, Shady, for jumping in there. Appreciate it as always. Next question here from Billsnut. Question says, I have been late swapping my NBA lineups before the start of each game and then running a contest sim and sorting by risk-adjusted ROI. I've noticed as the evening goes on that my lineups near the bottom have a negative risk-adjusted ROI. Why is that? Should that be happening? How can I avoid it? Also, should I be maxing out 150 max NBA contests or is it better to run fewer than the max? Okay, two questions here. Going to start with the first one. So when you run the contest sim, you know, not every lineup that you play is going to win. And usually positive ROI, positive risk-adjusted ROI is, is very correlated to having a positive ROI in the contest, which is, uh, you know, uh, these payout structures are so top-heavy that you need to win these contests sometimes, right? So in the contest sim, you know, if, you're, if your lineup wins, well, then, you know, much more likely that you're going to have a positive ROI. But that doesn't mean that, you know, your line, lineups are guaranteed to win. So those lineups that are showing negative ROI, negative risk-adjusted ROI, probably didn't win in that set of contest sims. So no way to say, hey, every lineup must win at least once or every lineup must have a positive risk-adjusted ROI. So um, you're not going to be able to do that, but, you know, it is a um, outcome in the, in the contest sims that is very viable. Like I think if you ran any set of lineups for a contest, which is, which is, this is something that I actually do here. So I'll just show you guys. So I make like a couple adjustments here, right? I build my lineups and then I'm going to go set up my contest sim, right? So I'm just going to set up a default contest sim. And I don't think I picked a payout structure. Let's just uh, pick the mini max. Why not? Hit save. So I have my contest sim set up. My lineups are finishing here. And then one easy thing to do here, right, is just run your contest sim. I have compact lineup mode on. I'm going to turn that off here. And then when this finishes, right, go into your filters. And then you can filter out negative ROI lineups. And then just to show you that, like, hey, you know, not every time you run the contest sim are all of your lineups going to do good. So what I can do here, once my contest sim finishes, come in here and say, hey, show lineups with even risk-adjusted ROI greater than zero. And then what this will do is take all the lineups that are negative risk-adjusted ROI and put them in the trash. So here I moved 25 lineups from my pool into the trash, which would be about 5% of my overall lineup. So uh, that is one way to do it. You know, just filter those lineups out if you don't want to see them. But, you know, they still come up, right? And and I still had 5% of my portfolio of lineups here not do well in the contest sim. So that happens. I wouldn't think too much of it. All right. Question here from Gatekeeper. Question says, is there a way to set a rule to limit the number of players above X percentage in NBA? So, uh, the way I read this is like, hey, I'm getting a lot of exposure to a certain player or certain players. You know, how do I control that? So really two ways to do that. First way is if you know you don't want anybody, any individual player over a certain exposure limit, 
what you can do is set a global max exposure. So you would right click on the max exposure column. You would go to the right hand hamburger menu. You would click global max exposure, and then you would just set a value. So maybe I don't want anybody more than 50%. Well, when I do that, what Saberson is going to do is put a 50% value in these cells for each individual player. And then when I hit apply, then that gets applied to my lineup set, right? And then now I don't have anybody above 50%. So you can handle it all in one go with a global max exposure, or you can handle it on a player by player basis. Maybe I'm okay with Ben Simmons above 50%, but maybe no more than 75, right? So then I set him to 75. So max exposure column is your best friend. And then you can just determine if you want to do it on a player by player basis, or if you want to set a global, uh, a global max exposure. All right. Question from in it to bink it question says, can you talk a bit about uploading custom projections and what happens if I upload custom projections, but miss players out then average projections? Will I be averaging saber sim and a zero or just have saber sim same with ownership? Okay. Good question. So Let's say that, you know, you're uploading custom ownership or even just using custom ownership. So like maybe your custom ownership says Ben Simmons should be at 34 points instead of 37. Well, let's say that Ben Simmons gets ruled out at, at lock. Well, we are never going to override your custom projection. Your custom projection is going to take precedence over any sim that Saber Sim runs. So if you have Ben Simmons custom projection, then that is going to stay even if Saberson goes to zero. And then if you're averaging the two, then it would just go zero plus 34 divided by two, which would be 17. So one thing I always say is like, hey, do your original build with your custom projections. But then after you're done with that, in order to, if you're not going to be at your computer all night to late swap, come in here and then just reset it. That way you're just rolling with the Saberson live projections and updates throughout the rest of the evening. So that is how it does. That is how it works. And then it works the same for both ownership and for projection. All right. Uh, this is just a question here. I, I did respond. I do want to give you guys a heads up. So Derek asked, is there a way to see the current lineup when late swapping an NBA? So right now there's not, we are rebuilding each lineup as many times as you indicate on the swaps per lineup option, but there's not a good way to say, Hey, this was my original lineup. And then these are all the different versions that Saberson built out. We are working on ways to make that more visible for you guys. So updates on that are in the works, but just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that one. Uh, this is also like another heads up option here that I do want to mention to you guys. So question was, would there be a way to have more transparency on which contest aligns with the labels for contest sim. So this really comes down to our bucket ownership. Uh, when we run late swaps in live live ownership and live sims, what we're doing is we are taking a contest from each bucket, each bucket and using that as the representative ownership for that bucket. So the flagship MME is going to take the $15 uh, flagship tournament on any given night. And then when we're running our live ownership, we're looking at that contest and using it, right? But it gets a little um, muddy or murky with some of these other buckets here where you might not know which specific contest it's using. So we're working on ways to make that a little more transparent for you guys. So that is in the works. I wanted to mention that for anybody who had a similar question. Uh, really quickly, before we move on, uh, Zero Certity asks, do these questions come from Discord? Yeah, so you can ask questions three ways. Send us an email, support at sabersim.com. 
You can post your questions in the Office Hours channel in Discord, or you can post them live in the YouTube chat. We typically work in that fashion, so mocking out support questions, if there are any, hitting the chat, hitting the questions that came in in the Office Hours channel in Discord, and then getting to the live YouTube chat questions. So we get to all the questions before the end of the show, but that is normally the uh, flow that we follow here. All right, next question here. Question says, in watching the contest flashback for NBA, a lot was discussed about pivoting off high-owned players where there is someone similar with less ownership. What is the best way to do this? Cap the high-owned guy, pick the guy to pivot to and place a mid-exposure or something else. Okay, great question, actually, and thank you for bringing this up. So earlier today, we released a video Max and I recorded uh, using contest flashback for NBA. So it is this video went went live a couple hours ago here, building a slam dunk contest review process for NBA season here. You find it under videos, or you can also find it under playlists under reviewing past slates with contest flashbacks. So this is uh, basically all of our contest flashback videos in one playlist. We have the NBA one that just went live. We have an NHL one, and then we've been doing one for each week for NFL season here. So Check those out. And then, yeah, in the video, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, finding places to pivot and how to do that. I would say that, you know, the most neutral thing that you can do is match exposure to ownership. So think about it in absolute value terms. So whether you are above the field or over the field, if you are even with the field, you are neutral. And then if you go above, you are assuming more risk. And then if you go below, you know, you are also assuming more risk, right? So um, finding spots, like if I were to come in here to today's slate, sort by, just sort by ownership. So kind of like flat with the highest expo- highest ownership projection at 31% and then nobody else above 25%. I think that's like pretty low, but, you know, let's say that, hey, you know, you wanted to look at centers, right? Because that was something that we talked about. So, hey, looking for like value, uh, looking for like good options at center to like pivot. So Jonas Valanciunas is our highest projected center here at the moment at 20%. You can, you get to come at this a couple of different ways, right? Maybe I want to just match my exposure to Valanciunas and then try and take some shots on some other guys. But if he has a good day, you know, I'm, I'm just keeping pace with the field. You can be more aggressive and say, hey, you know, I kind of want to fade this player That way, those extra lineups that he's in, I can use those on other players of similar value here. So the way that I would analyze this really, and I'm just going to open up a new build workspace, is probably to just like go into the center column, sort by projection, and then just start to like look at some of these projections, right? I like to look at the 95th percentile uh, column here and then just kind of see. So like where does Jonas Valanciunas fall on this graph and and I don't even see him, you know, he's, he's pretty low, right. On like the uh, projection board here. So maybe I start by value and then, okay, now it makes a lot more sense why he is so popular, right? He's at a 5.8 value here, but see, like, this is really interesting to me. Like Valanciunas at 5.8 value at 5,700. You have Jacob, uh, I think Jakob Podol or, you know, I might be butchering that, but Jakob here, 5,600, 100 salary less, slightly lower projection, slightly lower value, but coming in at, you know, a 9% ownership difference here, right? Like this is very interesting. And then, and then you go further down, right? DeAndre Ayton, 
you know, not that much more salary, a little more projection, a little less value coming projected ownership is, is 1%, right? So I think that, you know, this snapshot is like really what Max was talking about, where taking shots on guys who, you know, might not be the best point per dollar play, but are still good and still have plenty of upside, right? I mean, Valanciunas' 95th percentile is 49.5. Potal is 47.2, 47.8. So less than two points off. You know, DeAndre Ayton has a higher 95th percentile, uh, but, you know, isn't in as many lineups because of his salary here, right? So like taking shots on some of these guys that are very similar, but not the best point per dollar play is, is really what I think he was getting at here. So like going through here on a lineup on a position by position basis and kind of making some notes along the way about things that you're seeing, I think is a great uh, time spent researching a, an individual slate. All right. Next question here from props question says, Hi, Andrew. I was fortunate yesterday and being the $3, 150 max afternoon only NFL slate for 10 K. Congratulations, my man. I was just looking at contest flashback to review everything, but it has someone else winning and me losing on the slate. Is this making me question all the research I've done using flashback because it's not accurate info. What would cause, cause this username prop killer. Okay. So, um, we, we do process these on Mondays here. And I could say that the process can, can be a little slow here. So I apologize if you're looking at something and you know, you're not seeing it accurately here. So I'm assuming we're going to go to this afternoon only, uh, you know, the, the fact that you won makes me think that, you know, you're probably doing something right. And your review process has been great to this point, And you're probably just seeing an error here. So we do appreciate when you guys bring these things up to us, you know, it does help out a lot. So if I sort by 150 and it looks like this $3 here, so probably this one here. So this $3, 150 max. And then if I come in here, so guys, we have, we have actual rank. I think the problem is that this is ascending here, which is probably a bug here, right? So if I wanted to go by actual score, which would be the highest lineups in the contest. And then come here. So I see Jeff Brew as the winner at the moment. And it looks like this is the contest you were talking about. So then let's just come in here and see where you're at. So go to users. I think this is like a good tutorial in general here. And then I want to zoom in on prop killer. And it looks like you are lower down here. So if you're saying you won this contest, and this is a problem that I'm happy to mention that to the team here. So let me make a note on which contest this is $3.150 afternoon. And then we will see what we got going on, but probably just a processing error. I can mention it to the team and they can reprocess it. We always do appreciate you guys double checking our work and helping us to curate any errors in the app. All right, so Gatekeeper did respond to me here with a follow-up. So this is our last question in the Office Hours channel, and then we'll hop over to the YouTube chat. Follow-up was, for example, if I want two players per lineup with ownership less than 5%. Okay, so this is like more of a rule here, and this is very easy to do, and I will show you guys how to do that right now. So if I go back to our NFL slate, I'm sorry, our NBA slate, and I go to settings, I can go to lineup rules, and I can add a new rule and I can do a group rule. 
I'm going to do automatic. I'm going to say use at least two. I'm going to leave group by unchecked. And then I'm going to add a requirement. And then I'm going to say my own less than 5%. So then now what it's going to do, if I say this as a manual rule, you guys can see what's going on. It's going to create a single rule here. When I come into it, it's going to group all the players under 5% ownership. And it's going to say use at least two from this set of 500 of 328 players here. And then once that rule is active, then it will spit out the results that you were looking for. So that is how I would do that. But really good question. All right, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Katie said, how do I maintain my custom projections for players that haven't started while using live projections for those that have? Great question. So what you're going to have to do here, what I would suggest doing is this is this is challenging so what i would do is reset the projections as you go so let's say that you upload custom projections well then what i would do is i would upload the projections and then what you can do is when these columns are red and green you can go team by team and then you could reset them for the team so you'd have to come in here click reset, click reset, click reset, and then do it on a team-by-team basis. That does seem a little tedious. So what I think you can do is if you have like a CSV of players for your upload, what I would do is I would just get rid of teams as their games start. So let's say that you have a CSV with all the teams and all your custom projections. Well, hey, when, when the Brooklyn-Charlotte game locks, get rid of Brooklyn Charlotte and then re-upload to Saberson. That way it will not upload for that team and then it will stay on the live projections and then, you know, do the same for Boston and the Wizards and then the Bulls and the Pacers. So every time a game locks, remove those teams from your custom CSV upload and then just upload that file without those teams and then you can take advantage of the live sims from there. So I think that's actually the best way to do that. All right, next question. Hello, I don't see the favorite star by my lineups that I can see in other videos. How do I favorite lineups? I am also trying to figure out how to do the contest review features. I figured out how to pull the contest results with lineups listed, but I only see filters for showing your lineups and sorting. Okay, so two questions here. First one is, you know, I don't see the stars. So if you are looking at your lineups tab and you do not see the star, well, one, make sure you're on the newest version of Saberson. If you're on the classic version, then you're not going to see it. So make sure to open up a new tab, type app.saberson.com into your URL, and then uh, go to that site and log in. Second thing would be to do a hard refresh. So either Control-Shift-R or Command-Shift-R to see the to give the app a good once-over here and then get make sure that you're on the newest version of the app. So do those two things. You should see the star once your lineups are generated here. And then second part was... Uh, basically like a contest flashback tutorial. So there are going to be a couple of good resources for this here. So in our support library, if you go to our support library, um, let me just pull it up from the app. So if you go to the app, you go to the top right corner, you go to help, you're going to get this page here. And then on this page, you're going to see how to use contest flashback. This is going to be your best tutorial here. If you want to see something different, go to our YouTube channel. And then go to reviewing past slates with contest flashback. These are the videos that I do with Max, with Scott, et cetera, here. And then you could come in and watch us go through any of these and see what we're talking about, different things that we're looking at, and, and get some 
higher level ideas about questions that you want to ask and what you're actually doing in the research process. But those two options will be your best uh, resource here. Justin said, there's an app. I haven't found one. Did it just recently come out? So we don't have like an app from the app store, but we do have, but you can access it through a web browser. So go on Safari, go on Chrome, go on Firefox, and then just type in our URL. And then we've done a lot to make the app as friendly as possible for web browsers here. So mobile, our, our mobile version here is, is uh, very fine tuned. And we take a lot of pride in having a good on the go version of SaberSim for you in your day-to-day -day lives. All right. Dirty Merck said, Hey, Andrew, curious how much back testing has been done on using contest sims for showdown versus main slate. I'm having a really hard time rebuilding winning lineups for past contests using the tool. So personally, I don't think this is like the best use of your time here. And really what I would be doing is something closer to what Max and I do for all of the main slates, but I would be doing it for your own contest that you're playing, right? Pick one or two contests that you're playing, pick, pick your biggest large field contest, pick your biggest single entry contest and go through it and then see what those SIM ROI trends are, right? What lineups are grading out well in the SIMs. Uh, you don't want to spend too much time saying like, hey, how could I have created the winning lineup and then try and click those buttons again for the next week? You know, slates change week to week. Pricing changes, value changes, um, you know, depth charts change and, and the way teams play. So all of that changes week to week and makes it, you know, not a good use of your time to try and click the same buttons you clicked last week to win this week, right? So uh, watch these videos, see the things that we are analyzing, the things we are thinking about as we go through the review process and then try and apply that to the contest that you play would be my best advice. Next question. What are some good practices for single entry for the NBA, both high stakes and low stakes? Great question. Uh, we're going to be coming out with more NBA focused content here as the weeks continue here. So we have a couple of videos so far. Jordan did a first look video. We did our video talking about live projections and ownership. And then uh, we just, released today our nba lineup review show so check these out you know the review show we did talk about the mega eights and then we did compare that to the large field flagship here so that's like really interesting when it comes to viewing the ownership trends between the two contests here i found it super interesting and i thought that you know the way that these players are playing the mega eights is so different from the way they're playing the large field that I felt like I could take a lot away from that. So check out that review show and then be on the lookout for more NBA content. But as always, your best, the best advice you're going to get is to take advantage of live projections, take advantage of live ownership, be around for late swap swaps and make sure that you are capturing on all of the new actual data that we are taking into account. All right. Jeff said, good afternoon, Andrew. How do you, how do you make a good lineup? Well, Hey, if you're looking for like a tutorial intro video, you know, our help docs here that you can find in the app, take you to this page here. And this is a great intro onto how to build a good lineup. And then from there, you know, check out our sports specific content, different things go into different sports. You're going to hear our experts talk about it. You want to build a good lineup for NHL. Hear what Scott and Jordan have to say. You want to build a good lineup for NFL, see what Max has to say, right? So you want to hear build a good lineup for college football, see what Eric has to say, right? So all these different things, we have different people doing these videos and trying to help you out with different sports. So 
Our sports-specific content is a great place to get started. All right, next question. I increased sim diversity to maximum, and I'm still getting 100% exposure on players, which I don't want. Is the best way to handle it just manually set max exposure player by player? Uh, yeah, max exposure player by player or the global max exposure is another great option if you just know that you're never going to want more than 80% of a player. So we did talk about that a little bit earlier in the show. I'm pretty sure you were around for that segment. But if you missed it, just rewind. But um, but yeah, you know, Saberson doesn't understand risk. And this is something that we talk about a lot. Like Saberson does not understand risk. It actually identifies good players, good groups of players, and wants to get to as much of them as possible because they just grade out so well in Saber Sims simulations and Saber scores and things like that, right? So uh, that is where you come in as the user and say, okay, you know, your biggest value add is going to be managing the risk of your portfolio and telling Saber Sim, okay, I get you like this play, but it's just a little too much for my risk tolerance and then making the necessary adjustments from there. So I think that that is a huge value add that you can have in your process. All right, Pat King said, when looking at past contests, is there a way to see the cut lines? Also, when looking at builds you are testing, is there a way to see how much each lineup would have won? Okay, so uh, sounds like you're talking about like the, the cash line for the contest. We don't show the specific cash line, but we do show the actual ROI of the lineup. So if you were to come in here and go to a past contest, so let's say I go to yesterday, I go to NBA, and then I go to contests. And then let's let's pick like a small contest. So let's pick this $200 uh, 555. So if I come in here and look at these lineups and then sort by actual score and sort by actual score descending here. So this was the top lineup. I can see when these start to hit actual ROI of negative 100%, which would basically be the cash line. So if I scroll down here, still seeing, okay, so like around this mark here. So I'm seeing negative 100% ROI. Okay, right here. Right. Okay, actual ROI 80%, actual ROI 80% for 40th, and then 41st is negative 100%. And this is Crafty Lefty. So looks like Crafty Lefty got left on the bubble here for the cash line. So look at when the change goes from actual ROI positive to actual ROI negative. And then that would essentially be the cash line for the contest. And then second part was when looking at builds, you are testing as our way to see how much each lineup would have won. So you're going to be able to see this better like on a user by user basis so like let's use crafty lefty for example so i'm going to go to this contest and then i'm going to search for crafty i'm sorry i'm going to go to usernames crafty so then i'm going to see he had one entry in this contest so then what i can see here from this summary is that his actual roi was negative 100 he did have a very good sim roi so on average this lineup returned $855, which is more than his entry fee here. And then we could see, uh, you know, sim average score, sim win rate, and things like that. So this sim average profit is going to tell you how much each lineup won across all of our sims when after we played out your contest sim. So this was a good lineup that unfortunately did not do well in this contest, but the sims really did like this lineup.
All right. Question from Jeffrey. Jeffrey said, is it better to do contest sims through builds you created or use the pre-made like flagship? Uh, great question. So if you're using custom ownership and you don't agree with our ownership projections, then I would build a custom field and then sim against that. But generally, you know, we have 13 different buckets of ownership trying to account for all the differences between stakes, between entry limits for contests, et cetera, here. So we do a very good job of grouping those contests together and trying to build an accurate set of field lineups for each contest. So I'm perfectly happy using the ownership buckets that are pre-generated because I think they are so detailed. Spencer said, will the late swap process for people who play a lot of different contest types ever be more streamlined? Takes a while to do late swaps on like five to six different contest types every new lock. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of, you know, the thing with 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 uh, late swapping and contest sims, right? Every contest is different. And, you know, there are different people in each contest. There are different exposures of players in each contest. So contest sims are great. But, you know, when you're playing 10 different contests, well, you could be as specific as you want to be. You can pick a single contest and use that as a proxy for all of your contests. You can do it on a contest by contest basis, trying to squeak out as much value for each individual contest. Uh, you know, the only thing that would that would really, uh, I think, kind of benefit you is like if DraftKings ran, you know, five different versions of the same contest, right? But each contest is different. So if you want to be as specific as possible, you're going to have to do it by on a contest by contest basis. I think our process is like super streamlined and, and as, as you know, streamlined as I've seen across the industry here. I don't think a lot of other uh, sources are streamlining this lead swap process and making it as quick to set up contest sims to, I don't, nobody's using live data in my projections. I know that for sure. And, and to get you as accurate information as possible. So, uh, you know, we're always looking at ways to like innovate and, and do new things here. So if you have any like specific ideas about something that's like hindering you, let us know, and then we can review that and see if we can find a solution that would help solve that problem. All right. Katie said, how do I maintain my custom projections? Um, Katie, I did answer this one. Uh, you know, we did work our way through all of the questions in the Office Hours channel, and then you were the first question that I answered when we jumped over to the YouTube chat. So just rewind a little bit, and you should catch that question, but I did make sure to answer yours. All right. Dirty Merch says, so with the goal... So would you say the goal would be to review my lineups and optimize for getting more positive ROI results and then rely on variance to place me at the top of GBPs if the process is strong? Yes, I would I would do that. And the reason for that, an example I like to use is a poker example. Let's say that, you know, you're familiar with poker. 2-7 uh, is the worst hand you can have in poker. Well, let's say that you're playing and you decide to fold 2-7 because you know it's a bad hand. Well, let's say that, you know, the flop is favor, the cards come out and they're favor, favorable for you. It's a seven, seven, four flop, and you would have got three of a kind. Well, you know, you shouldn't go back and, and try and be like kicking yourself saying, oh, you know, I wish I would have played because, you know, on average, that hand is not going to do good if you had that hand a hundred thousand times. Right. So the goal really is how do I make good decisions that over and over, over a long period of time will make me profitable and then just rely on variance to get me there, right? So that really comes down to building a strong process that the contest sims say is profitable long-term. And then from there, it's applying the DFS profit plan, having good contest selection, getting a lot of lineups down, and then spreading out all of those um, 
contests and entries into the best contests and then waiting for variants to fall your way. But putting yourself in the best position to capitalize on that more often than not is really the process that I would suggest following here, which you hit it on the head. Uh, question says, if you have time, would appreciate your thoughts on last night's showdown for the $15.150 max. Username is M uh, Thines. So uh, sorry if I butchered that, by the way, but uh, Max and I are going to be recording our contest review show later tonight, and that will be out tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. Check out some of our previous ones here on the YouTube channel. So you've got like playlists, and then we've done like some showdown specific stuff. So last week when Giant Squid took down the Sunday Night Football showdown for 500K, Max talked about his process here. We've done some showdown stuff in this week four video, balancing uniques with win rate in NFL showdown. Look at some of these things and then apply them to your specific contest here. And then be on the lookout for our week eight review, which should be dropping tomorrow. But that was our last question, everybody. I do have to run here. So until tomorrow, take care, guys. Good luck in your contest. And I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.